Hello, and welcome to Space Battles, a transformative real play podcast that reimagines the latest trilogy of a popular space combat franchise. If you're joining us for the first time, stop here and start with the first part of a shattered galaxy. Otherwise, previously you will have heard. But what it describes specifically is the discovery on a planet that you may or may not be able to piece together phonetically the name of a gate it's called it says that it took the jadahi to far-flung places where they found the what the text refers to as the manifest it is the same cartouche that uh, Kiyama has ha- had on her hand uh, for the whole time that you've known her. Oh. Um, you find it in the papers that uh, Ronus hands off to you uh, when you begin your long night of translation. What does it mean? It is on the last page of the text when the Jedahi described the downfall of the Gree Empire. Uh, and it's the cartouche that means shattered. Let me do a little uh, explanatory dive into what you're seeing here. So this is a full map uh, of Felucia. This is the whole planet here. Wow. So if you are zoomed all the way out, you can can see Felucia as I have envisioned it, or rather- Oh, this is giving me fond memories. This is mm -hmm. the same map maker we used for Camden. Yes, it's the same uh, fractal world generator. I just- just, adjusted the settings considerably and uh, removed the labels because um, Felucia's are very, uh, it's not an unpopulous planet. Um, I believe I believe about 600 million sentients live on it, uh, but they're very largely clustered around uh, this inner sea here. This central portion uh, is where most of the cities are built up around. Much of the area around that is either wild or given over to the wilderness or is inhabited by the jungle Felucians. Over here, you'll see that there's a red box with a red structure that is circled. That is where you are currently. Uh, So fairly close to the equator, slightly trending towards the southern hemisphere. You can see that you are surrounded by jungle. The biomes are largely accurate, although that doesn't preclude overlap. Uh, For instance, the hills that you see in the southern portion of that square that I have outlined are also covered in jungle still. The jungle doesn't stop. It's just the hills are worth noting as well. The green dot is a rough approximation of Palpyship's crash site. The yellow dot is a rough approximation of the jungle Felucian village. And the black dot is Ronus's best approximation of where the true Empire camp is. He doesn't know where the Trade Federation or the huts are located. Uh, they're further out, and mostly the true Empire has uh, gotten closest. They've sort of not asserted dominance in the area, um, but they have gotten closest to the Jedi who, uh, as you guys know, they are trying to capture. Up here this purple square with the structure in the purple circle is one of the locations on luke's map that has a question mark uh, one of the other uh, three possible places that whatever you're looking for presumably the manifest on felucia 
uh, could be, or that Luke suspects it might be there. And if you scroll over to the right, if you're zoomed in, you will see a blue square uh, with a blue circle within it on the literal other side of the world that is the other location of note. So we are at one of the locations that Luke notated. Yes. They just haven't found anything. Mm -hmm. That's what Ronus said last time, is that they've been stuck here, basically pinned down, uh, because the huts destroyed their ships, and they can't make any kind of trek through the jungle, really, because their numbers are so few. How they've held out here, uh, you guys haven't discussed with them, um, but trekking through the jungle is something that he has said that they aren't going to be safe doing. Uh, you can talk more about why that is, or what their whatever what defensive measures they've put in place to answer those questions, if you'd like, or you can just sort of prima facie accept what he says. But they have been stuck here and unable to other, investigate the other options, basically since their arrival. Kiyama is not with the people with the map, so I don't know. Any yeah, of this, we so. um, when we start in the morning, uh, VC Twenty has told no one what he knows. Um, so maybe and he's going to take it to the grave. <laughs> uh, um, so I guess maybe VC20 should know what he knows. Yes. Um, so VC20 uh, is the only person right now who has translated the text. We ended with you reaching the end of it and uh, the title drop of the show and realizing what the cartouche on Kiyama's hand meant. Um, so all of the, those things about uh, the manifest and the portals and the green and all of that, that is basically VC20's sole province right now. Um, Eshka translated a few sentences about the Gree, a little bit about their empire, um, but the, the connection to the portals and so on is just VC20 show right now. Um, I feel like Ronus might be interested in knowing these things. Mm -hmm. Are you going to go seek him out immediately? Or are you going to wait for him to get up in the morning and have his coffee um, first? How do you want to go? About I'll let first? him have his coffee first. I mean, these are ancient documents. What's another couple hours? Sure. Slowly, as the pink rays of dawn's light creep into the temple windows, filtered green by the jungle canopy, the temple begins to awake. The first Jedi, the first person that you actually see is the Quarren woman, uh, Kroon, the one with whom you had the very good hug. Oh, what was her name? Kroon. Oh. K-R-U-N-E. I like her. Over time, others get up. Here's an interesting way of doing this. Why doesn't everyone give me a resilience role? Intriguing. Is this to... Uh... See how people are handling the coffee in the morning? <laughs> no, the coffee is, is more it human coffee? standard. It's no, the coffee is more human standard. I just okay. want to see what order. So I'm probably for the best. Then. Which is good because oh, I wake my up early. <laughs> and uh, let's get this going. Okay, I'm just like, who's sleep? I don't know her. I am completely neutral, apparently. Ooh, oh, no, no. Everybody's favorite, three dark soul <laughs> points. So VC20, after, uh, soon after Kroon comes in, uh, she does not have any coffee. Uh, she is eating like a very small bowl of what looks like dry shredded wheat. It just, it's piled high in a big clay bowl. And her, the Quarren version of table manners seems mostly to, be, to keep her tentacles in her lap 
as she leans over every once in a while to eat directly out of the bowl with her tentacles. Nice. Seems good. Soon after, uh, Kiyama, you you wake up. Um, looking around the barracks room, you can see a little bit of sunlight coming in through the curtained windows. And you can also see that Mia and Eshka are still asleep. At some point, you're not sure when, uh, Bon, bon left. Uh, he was not still sleeping in the the room where you are quartered when you came in for the night. Can it be canon that when Eshka is dreaming, her ears twitch like a cat? Sure. <laughs> oh, um, I love this detail forever and back. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I realized I was muted. I'm sorry. Kiyama will get up. <laughs> and, okay. Sorry. No, she doesn't which, wake them or anything. She'll just get up and go out. Okay. The morning is cool and kind of clammy. There is a little bit of mist floating on the ground from the, you know, the density of the jungle heat being released in the nighttime. In the mess area, I mean, is that where you're going or are you headed someplace? Yeah, I'll head there first just to kind of see what's going on. Like, just to see who's up. and In the mess area, there is a little device, um, which I imagine is probably pretty common in the galaxy, uh, that has been put out by somebody considerate the night before that it, that has already produced some coffee, presumably on some kind of automated schedule. You see Kroon sitting there, uh, along with VC20, who has a collection of parchments and some of the maps spread out in front of him. I will go get a cup of coffee and uh, say uh, good morning and just sort of like do the lean against the table. I don't really want to settle and make myself comfortable kind of thing, but just still trying to wake up. Uh, Prune looks up. She is, as I mentioned before, just like face down in this bowl of shredded wheat that is, there's no, it's not like she's eating cereal. It's just a big pile of Wheaties that are dry. And you see her deep black eyes flicker up towards you, and she waves a sort of surprisingly human gesture from this squid-faced person. I wave back. How well did I know you? There is a pause as she munches, and she says, I think as as well as anyone knows anyone else. That is unhelpfully vague. Uh, that's what you that's what you used to tell me all the time before too do you want more details yes she nods her tentacles are not twitching but kind of slowly furling and unfurling is the only way that i could describe it uh vc20 can you give me a core world's role please sure thing okay so with one success you know that that kind of tentacle motion is the corn equivalent of like a human rubbing their chin or scratching their head. Uh, she is thinking she is pensive as Kiyama asks for more details. And I guess like more, who was I to you? I don't really know much of context. You were, you were a friend. Bon and I, she seems to pause and she says, she says, I think the best way to put it is that there were many groups of thought that Master Luke promoted. He had access to a wide ver- variety of holocrons and sources of knowledge and often encouraged us to specialize. 
to gain in skills that were long forgotten, that he perhaps did not know. You were closest with him, I think, because you were most like him. And you were... she just kind of <laughs> stiffens at that and just like purses her lips, just keeps staring straight ahead. Not oblivious to that reaction, but either ignoring it or wanting to move past it, Kroon continues and she says, you, your lightsaber was uncannily like his, just as I saw that it would be. And you were a talented duelist, just as he was, a quick learner, much as he was. He was, he found it easiest to teach you, I think. Whereas Bon and Vost and Tomet to an extent and I were different. I have a lightsaber because every Jedi should, but I've never been as proficient or as interested in using it as you were. The roles of protector and upholder of the light side come in many different varieties, and Luke understood that too. You and I were different, I think, but complementary. Okay. That's also the longest I think you've ever let me talk, so maybe you are different than how you were. I... I... <laughs> she just sort of like stares at her just in the moment of like you try my patience right now there uh there is like a weird splashing sound you realize that she is trying to make a joke mm-hmm. all right well i don't know if i said this before or what but thank you um is anyone else awake uh at this point yeah there's a couple of other um jedi coming uh nell and tomat and Vost are all coming into the mess hall. They are not actually as interested in you, uh, but are looking over the senator's shoulder as he, you know, he's got all those, he's got all these fucking papers uh, <laughs> spread out in front of him. I have one last question for Kroon mm-hmm. real quick. Um, and she just kind of like takes a few steps forward and asks quietly, who is, who was Gita to me? Uh, she- her, her her inhuman face doesn't betray a whole bunch of emotion, but her her you know ink black eyes do get a little wider, and she said, "Well, that um, she was your best friend for a long time. You and I mean, we were all close. We all you know, grew up together to some extent or another. But you and Gita and Ronas were all around the same age. You arrived within about a year and a half of each other at max." From what I understand. Hmm. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And then she sort of like clear, uh, clears her throat and walks away with her coffee just to stand like yeah. at the uh, opposite it, corner, like against a pillar and just sort of watches everybody. Two, two steps away, you already hear her crunching, going back to, going back to town on her Wheaties. Uh, at this point, Eshka, you wake up. Uh, Kiyama is gone. Uh, Mia is snoring. Uh, uh. I don't think Eshka's a morning person. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, uh, I'll get up and kind of, you know, shuffle around a bit, get my bearings. and. Uh... Okay. As you shuffle around a bit, <clears throat> you can hear voices kind of laughing and you like a thump repeated. Uh, you think that's what might have woken you up? Hmm. 
is it coming from like out in the courtyard? Yeah. Okay. I will investigate because I need to get up anyway. Okay. Uh, you head out into the courtyard and you can see Tomet, the human man with the uh, darker skin and the short hair and the beard and Vost standing there. Uh, they both have their lightsabers drawn. They're standing about 20 feet apart and Gita is not standing far from Vost. She's sort of watching them and laughing. And they have one of those giant cabbages that they were pulling out of the ground yesterday that they're tossing back and forth and cutting into pieces with their lightsaber midair. That's one way to make coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- does it seem like they're doing this for function or like just because uh, they can? I mean, they're pretty good with it. Um, you see Vost, uh, like he kind of holds his lightsaber at arm's length. You can tell that it's yellow. And he, what looks like force assisted, he just sort of pushes it out like a chest pass in basketball. And it speeds over to Tamit, whose uh, lightsaber's orange. And it sort of, it starts kind of dividing in air. You can see that it's already in a few pieces. And Tamit swings sideways, cutting it in a different direction. And it collapses on the ground into, into four pieces. You can... It looks well, like, divided. It looks like they're doing a functional thing in a fun way. I appreciate that. Um, I think Eshka just kind of stands there by the door to their sleeping quarters mm-hmm. and just sort of watches them, like, and it's because she's, like, kind of still waking up, but she just looks like she's just hovering like a creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hover there for a couple moments. Um, probably what gets you out of the reverie is eventually Gita, Gita stops laughing. You hear her call. You hear her call Tamit an idiot, and she walks into the mess hall. As she turns away from them, she spots you and waves in a friendly fashion. It looks like she is much more of a morning person. I'll wave back, and uh, I think that kind of gives me a direction <laughs> to follow for my morning. So I'm like, okay, I'll I'll make my way to the the mess hall and. Maybe food will wake me up. Sure enough. Uh, in between Kiyama's scene and Eshka's waking, like not only has the courtyard filled with people who are making aerial coleslaw with the Force, um, but most every other Jedi has gotten up and come down. Uh, Ronis is entering the mess hall um, just ahead of Gita and Eshka. He, he does make a beeline over to the senator. He heads, He comes over and sits down right next to you, VC20. He doesn't have any food or any coffee, but he looks alert and awake. Uh, his hair has already sort of been sorted out. He, he looks well put together as if he's been up for some time and has taken the time to groom himself. And he says, did you find anything? I will share with him what we have found. Okay. Obviously, the news that the galaxy is secretly connected by ancient portals from an empire that's been dead for a million years is shocking news and he absorbs it in sort of in in silence you can see him thinking and um trying to make sense of it kiyama are you close while vc20 is talking to ronis are you still kind of hanging back just watching people i think she would kind of take a she would come she would be within earshot Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not going to get up close because 
she's unsure about all of this right now and being as close to everybody. So she's just going to hold back for like kind of like midway between looking casual and also trying to listen in. VC20, how loud are you speaking? Are you just, are you trying to keep quiet so only Ronis hears or are you speaking at a normal volume that other people might be able to hear? Um, I think I'm going to try to follow his lead. Mm-hmm. Like, if I start speaking normally and he replies quietly, then I will match that quieter volume. Okay. Uh, he at no point um, really indi- in- makes any sort of indications towards secrecy. So by the end of your conversation, the whole uh, temple, the whole, the whole table is listening in raptly. Um, Except maybe Eshka. I don't know if she's doing gremlin things while this is going on. Eshka, are you like picking people's pockets or are you listening to VC20? No, I'm just like having, like, I, like I'm, you know, being like quiet and self-contained, but I'm just eating breakfast and listening to him. Okay. I, for flavors purposes, I think it's also important that um, if people seem particularly interested in some sections, mm-hmm. I think VC20 might think that they are interested in the grammar. Okay. <laughs> and like, I, I think he might be referring to the original language a little too often. Mm-hmm. Please give me a leadership test, VC20. Okay. An incredibly hard flex. It's essentially, this is how this those three successes sort of measure how well you are able to articulate um, the the gist of the the translation as well as the implications of it. You know, now that they and everyone understand what it is that they're actually looking for is sort of the big thing. And also that, you know, there might be a portal there, you know, there might be portals anywhere. And furthermore, that something like this is the kind of thing that, you know, imagine the true empire able to use a galaxy spanning portal network. Imagine the huts being able to do the same. You know, you're able to impress these things on them. With three successes, I will also say that uh, no one is actually terribly bored by your gr- your grammatical discursions. Uh, you you frame them in a way that makes even your overly complicated linguistic asides seem worthwhile. That is how that is how good that VC twenty is that he gives an impromptu linguistics lecture to people who are not necessarily big nerds like us and they care i'm excited to talk about declension <laughs> i'm proud of him yeah eshka even you with your you know rugged practicality you're like oh wow that, that, that is interesting what he found out about those verb tenses it is in fact i will tell him so <laughs> <laughs> midway through the lecture just hey that's really interesting senator basically <laughs> I will return eye contact, nod, and return to talking about the subjunctive. (laughs) (laughs) The Jadahi subjunctive. Uh, So it is at this point that, Mia, you wake up. I sure do. I sure wake up. Mm -hmm. I slept. I slept real good. Yeah, you you have slept in. It feels great. Nobody else is. It does. Nobody else is in the room. The sun is shining pretty much full on into your window. Yeah, it's great. 
Yeah. I just, I'm going to actually lie there and enjoy it for a couple of minutes. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of this. It's a fictional character who, who slept. <laughs> and I'm just, I am having a visceral reaction of, I want that so badly. <laughs> I relate. So Mia's going to lie there for a couple of minutes and just sort of luxuriate. And then mm-hmm. she's going to like climb out of the bed and not quite luxuriate. She's going to find her pants. She's going to put on her shoes. She's going to look around and then sort of casually just go down to find breakfast. Okay. Outside, it looks like Vost and Tamit are, they have a big cauldron that they have pulled out from somewhere and they have built a fire under it. It looks, I mean, it's this incredibly rustic scene of these two men with lightsabers on their hips and a big bubbling cauldron of something over a low fire. And they are just kind of hanging out, shooting the shit. Tamit waves to you as you leave the barracks. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to wave back because mm-hmm. I was not raised in a barn. <laughs> um, in fact, I'm going to go over and wish wish them good morning. Right. Um, and ask how they slept. Uh, Vost says something in Keldor on like a mechanically altered voice and Tamit laughs and he says he says he slept with his eyes closed well that's good and in like a loud stage whisper he says that's the height of Keldor comedy that's what I have to deal with and Vost punches punches him in the shoulder (laughs) oh I like them they are very much bros they are bros and I'm proud of them um Mia's going to ask if they have seen her brother at all. Tamit nods and he jerks his thumb over his shoulder. He says, everybody's in there already. I heard the senator talking about something, but I didn't know what. Sounds important and you should hurry up. Okay. So Mia's going to hurry up and head out and get herself a big old plate of breakfast. Before you get a chance to get breakfast, everyone is gathered around VC20 looking down at his papers. VC20, what do you have to say about the subjunctive? Because that's when that's what you're talking about when Mia walks in. What do I have to say about the subjunctive? That it's the well, best mood. Um, maybe we'll say that Jadahi uses the subjunctive to report indirect speech. And everyone nods Mia. They seem to be hanging on to his every word, even though does does Mia know what a subjunctive is? Mia definitely has no idea what a subjunctive is. Mia, you hear about 25% of the senator's overall explanation, but He's talking about, it sounds like there's more of those gates, like the one that you found on Anoth um, that led to Exegol. And there's something called the Manifest here on on Felucia. The Manifest. I think she's going to nod and pretend she knows what that is. Okay. Um, So with everyone else filled in, there is some discussion of what needs to be done because... As Ronas points out, like now their advan- now the advantage is that they know about these other two sites and the other elements on the planet don't. So if you could find a way to sneak to them, get there stealthily, it's possible that there's ne- there would never be any danger of getting caught and thus this the manifest falling into anyone else's hands, which is obviously you know what needs to be avoided. And he, I mean, he's mostly talking to you, VC20, because it's, I mean, one, you're not his little sister. Two, you're not his girlfriend, question mark. 
And three, you are a ranking senator and not just some Bothan that he's never met before. So clearly he is kind of considering you in charge. And he says, I, I mean, I'm open to ideas, but our best advantage seems to be that we have people here that we know aren't necessary for the defense of this temple. And he looks around sort of significantly at VC20 and Mian. Kiamaneshka. I mean, and as a metagame note, yes, there are eight highly trained space monks in this room right now, uh, but the four of you are the protagonists and the PCs. <laughs> uh, so you get to call the shots. Whatever it looks like in fiction, fine, but you tell me what's going on. Like, you guys get to figure out how this happens. So when Kiama listens to all of this, what, like, one, I guess I have a two part question. One, mm-hmm. does she, one, what is her reaction to hearing about all of this? And two, like, what does, does anything come up that makes her, like, does VC20 be like, and this symbol means this, and it's on her hand? Like, is there anything that explicit? Does she put that, like, is that knowledge, is that shared or? Uh, well, VC20, from what I, is only offering limited amounts of direct translation. You already know that there's the symbol on your hand that shows up in the document. Um, as to the first question, you tell me, I mean, you now have, uh, and you see like a look of recognition come over Ronus's face as VC20 starts to talk about the portals. He's obviously put together, you know, the very difficult to believe thing that you had told him the night before that there, the, the galaxy has places in it where you can just cross the galaxy by walking. Yeah. Uh, No, Kiyama has put that together as well. Um, so here's my question that mm-hmm. she asked the group or Ronus and BC20. Yes, we could just go and check out the other two sites, but that will take time, a long time. And my concern is this is also a site and you guys have been here four months, right? Three months? Three months. And three months. And you, we haven't even from what you've said, been able to look and see is there, is the manifest here? So I, and not to mention... We know it's not here. We know that there's nothing else here. Okay. Then one, I guess then, so it's not here, it's at the other two sites. What would you do if we, because we can't hike from here to here, and she kind of like points on the map of Felucia, like there's no way we can walk. We need to steal a craft from the True Empire camp. And he looks kind of significantly at Mia. We need to steal two, unless you guys are coming with us. So you guys can get off planet or go somewhere else. He kind of looks around nervously. He says, I don't know if that's what we should do. And he looks at, he gives Kroon sort of a significant look. And she nods and she says, the reason that we've been able to defend ourselves for so long is that Bon and I have worked out a way of exerting our will from a distance. We, for the most part, have the Imperial patrols convinced that there are dozens, maybe even a hundred Jedi here. We trick their mind from a distance. But we need to... It's not the kind of thing that we can do all the time. Sometimes we fail, we miss them, and they get too close and then there might be a fight something like that but it's it's not the kind of thing that we could do on a trick 
forest. And we don't, and she kind of pauses and trails off again. And Ronus picks up the three and says, we don't have the skills the four of you apparently have. We're not infiltrators. We're warriors, sages, that kind of thing. Can't you like do Jedi mind tricks and stuff? That's what she's saying, Mia. Is but I'm just. We have been. There's, there's, there's too many of them. To, we, can, like, we can only do one patrol at a time. And even that taxes us. So Mia's going to pause and it's just going to sort of hit her. And she's like, oh, like, so literally your brain doesn't problem solve. This is like send in one or two people at a time to like sneak around. Like you don't have a sneaking training. Is that what I'm hearing? His jaw uh, sort of works, and he says, "We don't have anyone with sneaking training. No. That feels, I don't know, Uncle Luke did a lot of sneaking back in the day. It feels weird that he wouldn't, like, encourage learning how to sneak. Yeah, they've been here. They've- Listen, there's a, I'm There's just- a couple of, like, looks that are shared around, and he says, Mia, they've had people like that. Oh, sorry. It's fine. Eshka says, it's okay. Yesterday, I accidentally forced a guy to admit to murder. You're cool. Hmm. On a related note, where is B-13? B-13 is one of the Jedi in the room. I'm sorry I didn't make that explicit. I had sort of started mentally lumping him in with them. Uh, But he is in the room. He got in after Eshka, but before Mia. No, I'm I'm glad that B-13 is okay. Strangely, uh, Eshka's... Uh, reminder of her weird faux pas yesterday does not make the situation any less awkward. Uh, so there is a sort of prolonged pause, and it's actually Gita who clears her throat. <clears> throat> she says, Maybe with your talents, she says very kindly uh, to you, Mia, says, maybe with your talents, you can acquire two ships. And if possible, get one back to us. We can keep their forces distracted while you go to the other sites. And then after, say, a week, if, um, if that seems reasonable to you, we can make an escape. And she looks around and she says, is there more than one pilot with you? Just me. I can do it in a pinch. I mean, I know how they work. And Mia's just going to get a little bit cocky right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> She's going to look at them and go, look, I made a nasty landing in a really difficult situation and I'm the pilot here. <clears throat> like, you guys probably don't have that kind of skill and flow. Just like we I definitely think you can do it when it's not like half the stars at war above your head or all around you. But like. I just don't think you can. I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm just trying to like make sure that no one loses their lives. That's very true, Mia. And you are you are a really good pilot. But I I have a feeling that even you can't pilot two ships with two entirely separate cockpits and two entirely separate spaces at the same time. Although now that I'm saying that, it would be really interesting to see if we could establish a way to make the ships communicate with each other so that you could actually pilot both from one cockpit. <gasps> we should try that. Rona says, hey, okay. Kiyama um, just like rubs her temples and just like <laughs> goes to get more coffee. And I think Mia's going to say, okay, like worst comes to worst. Like how big are these rigs? Can you just shove everyone inside one? But then how do we bring a ship back for the, 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 these guys? 
No, I mean, like, we go and pick them up, and then they, like, I don't know, hide in the Eshka. Eshka. Yeah. Ronus, Ronus is, like, he's got, like, his hand out, like, sort of calming. He's Eshka, right? Yeah. You Sorry, he's, he's, like, the first person in a hot minute that's actually learned her name. <laughs> you, you can't build one of these rigs right now, can you? I mean, I would be delighted to try. You got have any you, have parts? You built one? Uh, no, not really. Have you built one before? He, like, I mean, he, he doesn't realize that you're just like riffing. He, he has no idea what you're capable of. <laughs> to be uh, fair, does anyone have any idea what Eshka's capable of? No. I, I Brian, the GM, Eshka. do, but that's that's it. That's the only person. <laughs> I don't think even Eshka does. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, I've never built one exactly like this before, but oh man, I really want to try now. So let's, and he's he's not being like unkind or condescending. He says, so let's table that idea because it involves an unknown element. Oh, okay. We could send, he looks around, he goes, who's the best? Um, Mari, go get Tomit. And uh, she like stands up and nods, uh, heading to, to the courtyard. He says, Tomit is probably the best pilot that we still have with us so you get him to the shipyard try and you know teach him whatever you taught kiyama to be stealthy sneaky i didn't have to teach her anything she came stealthy and sneaky um and she kiyama does like ah we'll (laughs) talk about that later um what you were? I mean, like you had like a pretty catastrophic arrival. Like that was not stealthy or sneaky, but like you can you can do it. I don't blend in. That's not your fault though. Like you have the skills. You just you don't use them. I've always yeah. liked that about her. That's just me. Um, but I doubt that the true empire would. So we, um, and Kiama looks around nervously at everybody because she's not sure what to say in mixed company. Mm-hmm. And so she'll just kind of take a deep breath and say, the fleet up above is all four of them or three. Or, there's probably only one left. Probably the rest have scattered or are regrouping after our landing a few days ago. Kind of set off a time bomb. Yeah, we saw, um, the, we saw the capital ships finally firing on each other. Yeah. If I had to guess, probably the true empire, just from what everyone has informed me, has the most firepower consistently in what they can bring in as far as backup. So they're probably the ones that remain the power. And Veleman knows that I'm walking around with absolutely no clue of what's going on. So I have a bad feeling that he's going to come looking for us in the ship that we crashed down on this planet in, which is very close to you guys. If he comes here, one, are you safer here without anyone coming to go get a ship and keeping your existence hidden from him, or is it better for you all to leave? Because unfortunately, we landed a calling card about a few days back. Sticks his jaw out, and he kind of looks around. Uh, You can hear Mari left the door to the mess hall open. You can hear her talking to Tomit outside in the silence. Uh, Finally, Bond says, where did you leave him? Um... Boda Jeff Station. He closes his eyes. There is like a tense pause. The other Jedi looking at uh, Bon as he has his eyes closed, and finally he opens them again. He says, "I feel nothing. I don't know if he's here. 
And in a very human gesture, he shrugs. B-13 actually pipes up. He says, well, it seems like maybe we ought to get the ship and then we have a way out. Wait as long as we can and jam out if necessary. He kind of looks over at Ronas, like in between him and Kiyama, trying to gauge how this idea would go over. We could just raise hell on our way out. No, I don't think stealth and stealthing into... I'm, <laughs> I'm not very good at subtlety if, the time, if it calls for it. Might help us. Yeah. Mm, what do you guys think? And she turns to Eshka, BC20, and Mia. I mean, it beats sitting here. Well, I guess the question's not more, do we go get try and get two ships? It's more the question of how loudly do we go in and try and get two ships? Ronis nods sort of thoughtfully. He says, I think you should sneak. I think it's your best way to get in. Stealing some ships won't, won't change too much the kind of heat that we have on us here. Do we have codes? What like, do you mean? If we're flying out of here in one of their ships and we don't want to be attacked up the nose constantly, it'd probably be good to have any of their security codes. I'm assuming you don't have any of their security codes? No, Mia, I don't have any other security codes. Okay, I'm just checking. You don't have to get annoyed at me. God. If we get you to a terminal in their camp, could you try and find them? Yeah. The reason I was asking is because if we have their security codes, then it's going to be a much less dangerous flight out. And that's not to say it won't be dangerous, but it is to say it might be the difference between like having to fly out and prepare for hyperspace with guns shooting up our nose versus like maybe only have guns on our tails for like the last 30 seconds of that while they're like trying to figure out why it is that one of their ships is going rogue. Like I'm trying to be sneaky here. No, and that's, that's, you're right, Mia. That is, that is a good call. And I'm sorry. He, <laughs> he, he looks very tense and uh, he says, he gets up from the table and he says, I think that I'm going to leave the specifics of the plan to you since you maybe know better what the right thing to do is. I'm going to go see if I can find a way to prepare and help you. And he sort of abruptly walks out of the mess hall. Damn, I power moved my brother. <laughs> Kiyama just sort of like stares after him and sighs and she follows him. Okay. Mia's going to turn to Eshka and I think she's going to say, um, actually, I don't think she's going to say, I know she's going to say, actually, I don't know what she's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh man uh what does she say she's gonna turn to ashka and she's gonna say no no words are coming to my poor brain i really like the mental image of her turning to ashka with like her mouth open or in her finger kind of raised and then just shutting her mouth and turning away yeah definitely you definitely. know what well turn away <laughs> Um, what does the senator make of this situation? The senator is um, kind of secretly wondering whether or not we are going to be trying to put Palpy ship on one of the ships we recover. Mm. I mean, Eshka's definitely thinking it. Oh, <laughs> as in like plug Palpy ship in? Yeah, she wants I'd to plug find Palpy out. Palpy ship in. She got him on a thumb drive, you know. Yeah, no, she wants I'm to find out if she can resurrect idea. him. I think yeah. BC Twenty is also like he's not too thrilled about sneaking because he's um An he knows that droid. he is not particularly good at it either mm -hmm. listen like i'm doesn't... just throwing it out there Mia's not necessarily good at it either but she's not saying anything about that right now <laughs> it, it, it's more that like he's literally made of metal there's going to be clanging 
Right. <laughs> and he's a very obvious senator. Like, yeah, we could paint well, him. We could paint him. But also, like, does he need to be there? Well, I guess it's probably for the best that we don't split the party in case we have to, like, ditch the Jedi. That's Cecilia thought, not a Mia thought. Right. Yeah. He's also thinking of whether he needs to do any, like, droid mind tricks to help his compatriots get out of trouble if they get into it. When they get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also doesn't want to be a liability. The other thing is, probably from a practical perspective, the most reasonable thing is for you to steal two ships simultaneously for Tamit to go one way and then the rest of the party to go the other and for you to part ways at the base, basically, rather than both circling around back to the Jedi Temple. Yeah, we would be leaving them. We would be heading straight for the other site, probably. It'd be the safest for not drawing attention or leading them on a different trail. Right. Like, you you might want to go a completely different direction. You also might want to steal different kinds of ship. Like, there might be... I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. You might not need a spaceship because this is all planetary travel. It might be feasible to get a different kind of vessel. It's all up to you. I'm also Peter wondering... Bikes. Like, yeah, we should, get a, we should get a spaceship because we want to be able to get off the planet, too. Right. Like, but temporarily, yeah. we're planetary, but we are not planetary long term and we'll have to do this all again if we want to get off the planet can so. you wait for i just want to say if we get speeder bikes can you imagine putting palpy ship in, in like a bike like turning it into a bike <laughs> oh thing? my god the uh, ship that we crashed on would it be viable to get some other ship that we could get back to it and try to repair it or is it just irreparably damaged i mean it's viable it depends on how much time and work Eshka is willing to or wants to put in. Because that's really the thing is Eshka is very skilled. So at this point, repairs aren't a question of viability necessarily, more a question of time, effort, and appropriate resources. I mean, it took that's us fair. several days to repair Palpy Ship last time, and it was still serviceable at that point. And it had giant holes in it. It would take yeah. a while to... Um, I yeah, I think we should try to get two, but uh, I mean that's just a backup plan if for some reason we can only get one vehicle. Right. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad point. I think if we could get if we can get the Jedi a ship like a spaceship uh, or like a you know hyperspace capable ship, and if we have to take a transport, that's okay because we're going to raise hell in other places, and there are other cities that we could go to that we could maybe get a ship from. Like, right. we, I think we have other options on the planet if we need to get off planet that we can find. I don't think our options are Bearing just... Bearing in mind, so one of the things that's coming to mind right now is that we're going to have a target on our back no matter what if we steal one of their ships, which isn't a bad thing, but it's a thing we should account for because, like, <laughs> yeah. anywhere we go, they're going to know what ship we stole and they're going to have, you know, every bounty hunter in the galaxy That's why we need looking something. for it and looking for us. We need to go low and fast because we need something to be able to outrun them. Alternatively, and here's here's where some of my sneaky thoughts are coming in. We should find out if they have like a junk area and like if they have a ship that Eshka could repair and they won't necessarily be looking for. And yes, it's a long game kind of sneak and it might take us a while and we might have to make multiple trips. Because we don't know what we're looking for. And also it might be, oh, wait, this is getting complicated. But <laughs> if we have to make, if we have to like lug their ship, they're not going to be missing it though. And that means that we will be safer in the long term stealing it because like 
they won't be looking for, you know? Right. There are many different ways that you could go about this. I would presume that this is the kind of conversation that you could, you know, have um, in character, essentially. As as you point out, like the long sneak thing, um, the long game sneak thing, uh, Mari points out and she says, the only issue I have with that is that we wouldn't be able to be in contact during that. If you're hiding out in their junk pile for three days, we can't be on comms together. They monitor all the comm traffic around here. So we would we we just wouldn't know at any point whether or not you were safe, if you needed backup, if you if like the plan was working but taking too long. That's my only Why concern can't we about it. Communicate using the force. Like Ronis was able to force call me. Why can't he keep doing that? I don't I mean, I don't know how the force works or anything, says she, <laughs> immediately growing emo bangs. Um <laughs> She looks at you kind of strangely and she says, Ronis did what? He like sent me a vision in my dream and there was a bird and he told me to pick up the phone the next time I was doing it. She looks basically, she looks like concerned, a little confused. She says, I'm not familiar. Um, But in any case, that's, that sounds like it's only um, nighttime. I mean, what if you need assistance during the day, for instance? Hmm. Nia's gonna ponder that one. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's bad per se i'm just saying it's it's more risky and that we're committing we're committing tomet for longer for one thing and for another we'll have less information during the process too bad you guys can't communicate like the uh like, like the, the uh, yeah. yeah wait kiyama they showed you how to do that didn't they i'm not kiyama, kiyama is gone oh shoot oh right she went after my brother yeah. I think Mia can just go like, hey, where's Kiyama? They showed her how to do that. <laughs> uh, bon reaches out and touches your shoulder, Mia. He stares at you with like those huge bulbous red eyes. And he says, tell me about the Felucians. I mean, I don't really know how it works. You should ask Kiyama. They showed her. What is with you and the Felucians? He looks over at you and he says, that was what you saw, wasn't it? I'm get, like I'm guessing now that's what you meant, but like, what's with you and the Felucians? He's not really paying attention. He says, "I think I have my answer." And he, <laughs> I am not here, but I am screaming internally. <laughs> uh, as he walks away, Mari says, "You know, you could cut Bon a little slack. He did fix up your leg." And he, she kind of juts her chin out at Mia. I mean, I didn't say anything to him. No, she like to indicate you. Uh, she's looking at Eshka. She says that you could cut him a little slack. Oh, I see. Eshka just kind of like about to be like, I didn't say anything rude. My mom raised me well, <laughs> except very clearly she has been being very rude this whole time. Yes. <laughs> Eshka just kind of looks back and forth, and she's like, uh, "Sorry, I was. I just. I just. He was like really intense yesterday." And was like, what have you seen? And I was like, about what? And then he just never finished his sentence. And it was really cryptic. And I don't, I w- I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be a jerk. I was just confused. Gita sits down uh, in between Mia and VC20. And she says, Bond takes some getting used to. He's always been, he's always been a little different. And the things that he studied made him more so. And losing some of our people here made him more so still. 
he um, he sees more than most everyone else. He and I think he understands more too. He just has trouble expressing it. And Eshka gets like genuinely quieted and contrite at that, and she like nods and she's like, "I'm sorry." Do you know where he would have gone? I kind of want to go apologize to him. As she just points, we've been in the mess hall for a while. Let us cut to Kiyama and Ronas. Uh, Kiyama, you catch up to him when he is most of the way across the courtyard. It looks as though he is trying to head into that library room on the northwestern edge. Okay, I will follow him inside and just... That was mature. What was mature? The huffing and storming out. You're not okay. She says, like, in a way of, like, trying, like, almost as, like, a kid being, like, mom is sad. (laughs) It's like mom is crying on the couch. It's, like, placing, like, reestablishing where emotions go. No, um, I'm not. No, it wasn't mature. Um, We've been in this force-forsaken jungle for months, and they all depend on me. And my little sister is here, and she thinks it's fun to press my buttons no matter what. And you are here, and you need my support rather than rather than the other way around. And I cracked a little. With all you've got in your plate, I wouldn't worry too much about me. I appreciate it, but I, I. Support, I couldn't stand it if we left all of you are dead. I... We're not going to be. I got us this far. And he he is convincing himself as much as anybody else, but you see it working on him. He is putting himself back together a little bit. Good. He says, part of the problem is that I know the smartest thing is to send you back off again, and I don't want to do that. And I don't want to go, but... But this is... (laughs) I'm guessing this is why the Jedi have the rules that they used to have. Yeah. I was also coming here for some reason, and I'm guessing I'll find it somewhere else. Not not in that sense. I mean, before I remembered, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Before I lost and crashed and all of that. I know what you mean. He kind of rubs his head and he says, look, the, the plan is good. And Mia's smart, and she will know what to do in the moment. I'm crying. Yeah. About that, her... Did... Don't do um, this to me. Who is Sen? I mentioned... I I told you about the officer that captured us on Boda Jeff. She knew him. Sen, the ambassador's kid? I guess. I don't know. He was about... I don't know, a little shorter than you, bald. Um, I guess he might have had hair at one point. Um, kind of a. She did, she did a mention him nose. as. Yeah. Significant ears. Yeah. She knew. Hmm. I, I mean, we never did wind up being able to help him. I'm, I guess I'm not surprised he. I'm surprised he wound up working with the Empire. I'm not surprised that they got his planet in the end. And she. What? I mean, how did. They ran around together as kids. What was it like? What are you asking me? He's, he's like, the realization <laughs> is starting to come into his eyes. I don't know. They were acting, a, they knew each other. Like, 
they they knew each other. I don't know. I was hoping you'd be able to inform me because we're about to head into a you know imperial camp and oh god, you know yeah. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> I mean to say she ate my own curiosity. I would say yes. However, um, that's not really. It, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what uh, is there anything else I should know? I know we're gonna probably. I know we still have some, maybe a little bit more time here, but I'm gonna. Senator looked like he had a pretty good translation of everything. I'm gonna see if he maybe knows what's on my hand. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that the camp the camp is probably six to eight hours away overland. That's my guess. The the, the just based on my assumption that they're not traveling too far by night to early in the morning and based on the spread of the time of the day when they get close that's okay. that's been bond's estimate as well so far as he can see their direction so okay. six to eight hours over land you guys should leave by midday if you want to arrive around nightfall and do this under the cover of darkness that only leaves a couple more hours here yeah i mean i <laughs> I am not traveling in the dark anymore. We learned that lesson very quickly. Um, yeah, well, probably. And she just kind of like pauses and looks up at him just a little bit forlorn of just like, I, I know I'll see you again and before we leave, but I'm glad I found you. He looks like he wants to say something or he do something. He stops. He says, I, let's talk again before you leave. I'm going to, I'm going to go talk to Mia. Have fun. She just kind of like stands there <laughs> as he walks out. She's like, "Have fun." Um. So let's let's uh, have Eshka and Bon talk in the courtyard. Bon is looking, sort of doing his thousand yard stare thing. Um. As Vost, the Keldor Jedi, is working on whatever soup there or thing that they are making in the cauldron out of the cabbage. Uh, I will go over to him. And just kind of like stand next to him awkwardly. Okay. And say, hey, sorry about before and before. I talk without thinking first a lot. And I don't mean to be rude, but I am a lot. Anyway, I'm sorry. He stares down with you at you with those huge red eyes. He says, I'm not a machine. Are you saying... I should remember you have feelings, or are you saying I shouldn't assume that my actions don't have direct consequences because you're a person and not a program? He frowns, clearly kind of frustrated, and he crouches down, uh, kind of kneeling so that he is roughly on your level, and he says, I, hmm, the second one. Maybe both are kind of true. Maybe. I'm better with machines than I am with people, but... I know. Yeah. And, and like, that's that's unnerving that you just, like, know stuff. But I guess that's, like, a, a Jedi thing? I don't know. It's a Bond thing. Oh, he, okay. He, he nods. He says, I, I just see more. He, he kind of, like, makes, like, a... He's got, like, two fists kind of clenched, and he kind of... Quince and he makes like a swinging motion with one fist. You realize he's uh, making like a lightsaber reference. He says, I'm not, mm, but I see. I get that. Like, there's stuff that I can just 
tell and I can just know just by looking at, you know, a droid or, you know, a circuit board and other people don't get it and they don't know how I know what I know. And because I'm me, sometimes I get frustrated that they don't see what I see, but you seem nice. His eyes light up and he kind of like taps you on the shoulder with the back of his hand. He says, yes, you see that. I see. And he kind of like makes a gesture with his other hand encompassing like not just your like head, but also the horizon. That is why I, I knew what you saw with the, the people here. I thought maybe that could be for Bond too. It's like the kind of thing you'd be good at, except I'm not sure with them how much it was intentional and how much it's just like wired into them, you know? He nods. I don't know that much about Force stuff, but I think Kiyama understood a little bit of how it worked, at least. So you should ask her. She could probably help you more than I can. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Eshka. You're welcome, man. Uh, he stands again and um, he actually pats you on the head. Oh. And then realizing that you are fuzzy, he oh. pats you again and, oh. then, and then kind of plays with your hair. Little and ear scratches? No, he just kind of like musses up the top of her head and then looks at, gives her like another like kind of squinty eyed look and then walks off. VC20 and Mia, uh, you are sitting in the mess hall. There are still some uh, Jedi around, specifically Kroon and Nell and Gita are still in the room as well as Tamit. Uh, they are talking amongst themselves, kind of reviewing the different types of ship um, that they are aware that the uh, true Empire has. Uh, so, VC20, if you could make me a core worlds, and then after that, at a different difficulty, I'd like Mia to make me a piloting space. You guys can uh, potentially contribute positively to some of the initial roles as you plan and make preparations to come onto the base. Right, so, no help, unfortunately, for VC20. Starships are a little outside of your expertise. Mia, can you... Now give me that piloting check, please. Uh, so, Mia, you know a fair bit about the possible ship types and can contribute reasonably to the discussion. As you are talking, however, uh, Ronas comes back inside. I uh, strides over to the table and uh, he nods at uh, his com compatriot Jedi as he's coming over and he says, I want to apologize to everyone for storming out earlier. I um, handled that a touch poorly. And then he looks at um, the senator and the four Jedi and says, can I have a few moments alone with my sister? Please keep that. <laughs> yeah. Mia sneezes three times in rapid succession. Uh, uh, you also missed my muted fourth sneeze, so mm. uh, just so you know. Uh, looking a little bewildered, um, the Jedi uh, stand up. You see 20, are you hanging around or uh, what are, you, are you giving them some space? Um, I'm giving them some space, I think. The organics seem to need a lot of space lately. This has been a very emotional day or so for them. Once the senator has uh, respectfully withdrawn, Ronis looks dead across the table at you, Mia, and he says, So, you ready? <laughs> ready for what? <laughs> he, looks, he looks around, he says, To sneak into an Imperial base and... Oh, yeah! I mean... Is anyone ever really ready for that? Yes. Mm, clearly you're not much of a sneaker. Are you? 
I mean, I'm as much as dad ever was when he did stuff. Yeah, about that. When you said Uncle Luke used to sneak into places, Uncle Luke used to get captured all the time. The Death Star with dad? Guess what happened? Bad sneaking. Jabba's they didn't get captured in the Death Star. They rescued mom. J Jabba's palace again with dad? Yeah, but that was purposeful, Uncle Luke getting captured, wasn't it? He tells it a little bit different than the rest of the galaxy does. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but in both cases, there was something that you have that they didn't, which is secret boyfriend working for the enemy. Wait, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. You leave her out of this. I don't have a secret boyfriend, okay? Okay. God, she's so f***ing on the She knew that she had a secret boyfriend and it was like some memory coming out of her or something. Sen is not my boyfriend. He's a friend. Or he was a friend. A friend that lets you go out of Bodachev base? I wouldn't say that he let us go out of Bodachev base. I would say that our ship, like, fucking decimated everyone around us. That's not what I'm talking about. Think about what happened. He was set up to let you go, and then Veleman shows up. What do you think happened behind the scenes? You think he just lied? You, you think he just lied to your face? Or yeah, I actually do think he lied to my face. I mean, as your older brother, I'm inclined to encourage that, but think about it with your head, Mia. He was probably getting ready to let you go, and then Velleman showed up. You don't have a whole bunch of choice when Darth Velleman shows up on your doorstep. You don't have a whole lot of choice, but sometimes you still try and do things for your friends. Yeah, I'm not trying to paint the guy as a hero, Mia. I'm just saying... He's not my boyfriend, okay? Like, look, just because you've been in love with Kiyama forever, apparently, doesn't mean that, like, everyone on the planet, like, stumbles, everyone in the galaxy, like, stumbles upon the person that they're in love with very young in life, okay? It just doesn't, it's not like anything good ever happens to me anyway, so, like, he's not my boyfriend. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, all this is to say, I'm as ready as I'm ever gonna be to infiltrate this base. I'll be just fine doing it. I'll be better than you were. And you can tell Kiyama that she can try digging as much as she likes, but I'm telling her the truth. Okay. Do me a favor. Keep the senator safe. Listen, that was what I was assigned to do. And the last thing I want is to get home and to have mom get mad at me for failing in my mission. So I'm not gonna. Can I just point out that Mia has dodged this question so many times. And Victoria, <laughs> I am, I want to know because she You're does- You're a dog with a bone! You're I, a dog with a bone! <laughs> I am, because you've dodged the question so many times. You just say, just a friend. And it's just that, like, I, I can't look, you know, like, he's just a friend. And, like, mm, <laughs> I'm on to you. <laughs> am I telling the truth? Am I lying? Do I know my own backstory yet? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling the truth, but telling only a small piece of it? Mm -hmm. That's my theory. Uh, hmm. it's, it's you're not lying, but you what are withholding information true. from <laughs> a certain, certain point, point of view. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, then without further ado, um, unless there's anything else that uh, folks would like to do, let I think that we should cut to uh, the noon time as you guys are departing the base. Does that sound good? Sounds great. As Alrighty. we're getting ready, one thing Kiyama would have done after that, she just would go want to go find Gita. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, Gita is out in the courtyard. Uh, most of the Jedi are gathered out there while uh, Ronus and Mia are having some sibling bonding time. Is that what we're calling it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Kiyama mm. just sort of walks out um, and walks up to Gita mm-hmm. and just says, um, can you walk with me? Yeah, sure. Uh, you guys head off around the courtyard. What's her f- posture like? Is she like still standoffish or? Not standoffish exactly. She just seems tense. Okay. Okay. Beyond the obvious disappearing for six months that, frankly, I don't even remember. So we'll get to that bit later. Did I do something to you? Well, the disappearing was kind of it. Come on. That's... I mean, Ronus doesn't, Ronus doesn't think about it the same way I do. Uh, and you being here without memory maybe makes it different. And maybe I'm just mad for no reason, but you left us. And then Luke did too. And <clears throat> you, whether you like it or not, you, you held Ronus together and Ronus holds the rest of us together. That's just kind of how it always was. And with you gone, he has been not a great version of himself. Um, and it, he blames himself for this, and I don't know if he should, and I don't blame you exactly, but I just, there have been too many times over the last six months where I've wished you were here, and now you're back, and you're going to help us, and I couldn't be happier. I just don't know how to deal with it. That's all. Fair. I mean, that makes sense. I'll be back. You better be. <laughs> and she, uh, she smiles, um, which softens the kind of harshness or the bluntness of the statement we we need you yeah yeah i think i need you guys too whenever you feel like remembering something that's fine too you just you know you know it's not like i can just snap my fingers and it happens oh no snap you know i can't (laughs) that would be by the way brian a really good time for you as a dm to just decide to let her remember something yeah uh do i remember something (laughs) that would actually be extremely funny um no i i i I can't. I can't condone it. Darn it! Uh, uh, let us go to departure then. So, knowing a little bit about their system, which is mostly that Bon is able to keep watch from a distance and uh, sort of describe and amplify Croon's powers of uh, mental manipulation, which are um, extraordinary. As, uh, as far as you can tell, they say that they have cleared out uh, the woods as far as as far as they are able. Excuse me, they have checked the surrounding terrain as far as they're able and have confirmed that it is clear. So you should have at least an hour or two of walking before you you know you are likely really in danger. Everybody gathers around. Um, they're sending off Tamit for one thing, and also they are you know sending off. One person, at least, who was very near and dear to them. And so they are, even even Gita is um, expressive in saying goodbye. Um, she hugs both Kiyama and uh, Eshka, who she is apparently taking a liking to. Aww. Aww. Um, uh, Kiyama will go up to Ronus and just kind of like hold out her hand as like a, and like that farewell clasp kind of mentality. Okay. Um, he holds it for several seconds and he says, 
Look, you don't have to... You don't have to say anything, but I didn't get to tell you before you left last time, and I don't think you should leave without hearing it this time. But I love you. <gasps> Just come back. Across the Stars plays in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kiyama just stands up a little straighter and her cheeks turn a little like purplish pink. Um, and I'll be back. I promise. He nods. Um, he, he's, he's clearly been practicing this moment for in his head for several hours. Um, and so she pull like, you know, like she says that and then she'll like just pull him into a hug. Mm-hmm. So, Mia, you were given strict instructions to come back alive or mom will kill him. So Mia nods and just sort of nods. She gets it and mom will kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so we do not dilly dally exactly, but we are not quite as far as I thought we would be tonight, which is okay. So the five of you set out, the four of you and Tamit. VC20 gets more handshakes than he has since he was last running for re-election. I love it. I'm, I'm now wondering about how long term, terms are in the Galactic Senate. I'll have to work that out on my spare time. It would be worth knowing like, just how many times VC20 has been elected by the Wookiee people, but I'll have to save that fact for later. Uh, I think it, that that's like a fun fact that we can like play during commercial breaks. Like, yeah. like did you know that VC20 would have been re-elected... <laughs> however many times did you know that Mia has been grounded for a consecutive 812 or a non-consecutive 812 hours you know (laughs) (laughs) did you know that Eshka has destroyed no fewer than 16 pods like (laughs) Eshka has has cost no fewer than 200,000 republic credits and in property damage over the course of her career I'm proud of her it's possible (laughs) you know I'm right Eshka's body count is currently unknown. Um, <laughs> Even to Eshka. Yeah, it's true. Um, so what I'm going to do then is I'm going to have uh, everybody, per usual, make a survival test as you move through the jungle. I say per usual because I want one person to be the sort of uh, designated... The designated survivor, but... Um... <laughs> the designated guide... And the rest of you are going to be providing assisting roles. Um, so who is going to take the lead on survival and who is going to assist? I have a yellow and two greens. I think we established last time that Mia has the highest survival, so we should all assist her. Yeah. Okay. Which is so surprising to me, but we're not going to talk about that. Because Mia is just this city chick, you know? She's learned a lot on Felucia. Um, yeah, so she has. Got stung by a spider and Oops, got sorry. smarter. I didn't mean to roll that yet. Nope. It's set on the correct difficulty. So everyone who is assisting okay. can give me an assisting roll. Wow, that's a lot of threat you've given me. <sighs> but there's no despair dice. I will take that victory. Tell me when to go. Uh, we still need VC20 survival. Oh, I have to? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can't hurt, probably. Or you, you can choose not to, actually. Can he I, not? Can yeah. he not? Like I'm looking at that that threat level. Can he hurt? Can he not hurt? Yeah, that's a fair that's a fair point. So I'm gonna spend a dark side point. Oh no. Of course. Thanks. Do not do this. Brian. Can I spend one of our light side points since he just spent a dark side point so we get that light side point? Yeah, absolutely. I'm okay, fine with cool. that. We haven't spent any at all today, so I know, we've just been chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I do that? Like what 
Uh, so I will lower the light side point, and I have just forced a player update, so everybody should be set together. And then remember, at the top of the screen, you need to... Um, actually, you know what? I can roll the whole pool for you. You said okay. you had uh, a yellow and one, two greens. One yellow and two greens, yeah. So do you want to add another, add a third green or update upgrade one of them to a yellow? I'm going to take a third green. Okay, so one, two, three greens, one yellow against my upgraded difficulty. Damn. And it is a oh, failure. God, Ugh. that two despair. <gasps> yeah. It wasn't as bad a failure as it could have been, though. That I did my true. best. I did my best. Okay. Nightfall has arrived, and you have not found the base. You've been following, um, you know, sort of jungle trails. Uh, you can You can see their footprints, but you just have not gotten there, and you realize that well do you realize i don't think you realize anything yeah mia's not necessarily the most with it all the time i mean she is when she is but when she's not she's deeply oblivious uh i think what you realize is that it is very dark i don't think you realize anything other than that i would like each of you uh to make me a perception roll please is it set to normal uh it is set to the difficulty oh gosh oh i didn't go through on my click hang on boom uh so thank you mia mia <laughs> you realize just in time that you are in an ambush oh and I, if i'm in an ambush it doesn't matter if i start shouting so i'm gonna start shouting everyone uh you are just slightly outnumbered um so i would like uh kiyama and mia to make me cool rolls while they have their tokens clicked. I don't know how, how to do that at the same time. Boom, oh, boom, wait, activate. Boom. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. Let me see if that works. Okay, got it. And let me see if this works. I'm rolling not terribly tonight. It kind of is an anomaly. Mm. And I am doing terribly. Listen, we can't hey. all be doing great, but I think also, like, I tend to roll well when you tend to roll badly, and you tend oh, to roll boy, badly when I tend to happened? roll well. I did. Um, and then I would like... Man, you just made me roll terribly like five times in a row. <laughs> I'm using your sheet to initiate, sorry. Oh, okay. No, you're good. They have the, they have the same initiative as your cool, even, even though it's vigilance for them. It's the same oh, collection okay. of dice, so it doesn't matter. And then, again, uh, I would like uh, VC20 and Eshka uh, to make me vigilance rolls, because this is not an expected situation. All right, so what you'll I've notice... What you'll notice is that we're alternating PC. Um, there, there are PC slots and NPC slots. Basically what that boils down to is that any PC can use that initiative. So it's kind of first come, first served. Like when you see a PC slot come up in the initiative, just some PC goes. Okay, so we can kind of choose amongst ourselves who goes. Mm -hmm. And it can be fluid, and remember that Tomet has a turn as well. Similarly with NPCs, I can just pick whichever one I think is best at the moment to go. Um, so at the top of the order is a PC initiative who'd like to go. Um, again, I'm going to say it's just first come, first serve, because I want to avoid as much hemming and hawing, because you're all almost painfully polite to each other and me. I'm going to go first because I was the one that saw things and I was the one that shouted, get down. So I'm going to be the one that reaches for my blaster. Hell yeah. And I'm going to fire it. Do, 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 do. Ranged light. Mm -hmm. 
to remember to improve this score at some darn it. Whomst are you shooting at? I was shooting kind of wildly is my guess, which is probably why I didn't hit anything. Um, direction is it headed? Um, Towards the south, maybe vaguely south. That guy? West. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Can you see the uh, the fellas pretty well? Um, I can see two fellas, and then I can't tell if that thing's a bug or if it's another fella. This thing Oh, they're more fellas. Oh, they're western. Guys in the west, too. Yep. Uh, okay. That, that uh, TP-looking thing next to him is actually, it looks like a jungle pollution uh, construction of some kind. It's just okay. sort of there at the side of the path. Makes sense. All right, NPC is up. They seem to have almost stumbled on you guys as much as you've stumbled on that onto them um looks like they just got like a split second uh to react before most of you notice uh, so this guy fades back heading for cover and he is going to make an attack against you mia uh he has a little bit of range difficulty it goes wild burning a hole in the underbrush uh pc any pc is up i'll go uh i'm gonna come up to these guys in close range and bring out my lightsaber and uh, attack. Alrighty. Uh, Let me adjust the difficulty because you're not suffering any range penalties and you're not making any attacks. Go ahead. Boom! Holy shit. Triumph. uh, Three successes. I'm going to charge you a strain for building up all that threat. Um, You just literally cut a man in half. Excellent. I'm so proud of you. Just very classic, just uppercut underneath. Just It's almost like you haven't had enough time for your adrenaline to start pumping yet. So like the visceralness of it, it comes as a bit of a shock. Like, whoa, I forgot that that's what my laser sword does. <laughs> and uh, one of them yells, Jedi! Yeah, no shit. Uh, PC is up. Any PC? I'll go. Alrighty. Uh, upon hearing that Jedi, uh, which, which one yelled that? Uh, the guy right next to the dude who got cut in half. Cool. That's who I was going to go for anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I will draw my blaster and mm. just yell, uh, yeah, no shit, you moof milker. And then I would like to shoot him. Amazing. You moof milker. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so happy right now. Uh, Every time canon Star Wars insults appear, <laughs> my heart grows three sizes. I've been waiting for a chance for Eshka to use that. <laughs> it looks like you are five scores away, uh, which is not going to incur any range penalties. Um, cool. So you are able to just use ranged light, and I'm not going to impose anything on you. Yay! Oh. oh. <laughs> that did not go well. No, it did not. Eshka got too big for her britches. She did. Uh, so your shot goes wild, almost hits Kiyama. Oh. And uh, let's see. Um, you feel lucky that it did not hit Kiyama, I guess, is the only explanation. Uh, <laughs> I dodge out of the way just flexibly. Are you going to do anything else, Eshka? I saw that you have uh, some things that you can do as maneuvers, like your, um, your sidestep, etc. Or you could also just move up to three squares. Yes, I am looking right now. Um... Yes, let's do that. Um, I'm going to use sidestep because I'm nervous. Um, So I will give myself... Let's go ahead and do two strain to impose uh, two difficulty. 
The cap on it is the number of oh, that's right. The cap. It, it, that's right. That's right. I misread that when I was rereading it. I will take one strain to impose one difficulty. Okay, sounds good. Uh, it's an NPC turn. Uh, this guy shouts, "Bring her down! Bring her down!" And he's going to move forward. Um, you can see that in addition to his blaster pistol, he's pulling out what looks like a stun baton from his belt. And he is going to fire at Kiyama. Kiyama, you have that, uh, what is it, that defensive posture or whatever imposes a black die on any attacks against you. Yes. That is absolutely going to miss. This guy just yanks the stun baton out of his belt. And he's going to try and swing on you, Kiyama. You don't even use your lightsaber. You just kind of knock his arm aside with your with your other arm. And we have a PC up. I Which think I guess is me. Yeah. Yeah. It can either um, be you or uh, Tamek. Um, are these guys Empire remnants or Trade Federation? Um, they look like they are actually Trade Federation. The sort of signature helmets of the Imperial Remnants are missing. They don't have, like, the black uniforms of the Imperial Remnants. Uh, they're more of, like, a dusky gray and green kind of mottled, almost like camouflage. Uh, Senator, you can also give me a perception check. Perception. Um... Uh, other than that, you don't really notice much about them. Um, you just note like the the color of their uniforms and things that they don't look like Empire. Um, and who did we plan to steal a ship from? Empire or Trade Federation or just whoever we got to first? Uh, my understanding was the Empire because you you knew where their base was. This looks like maybe it is you have kind of. It looks like you have once more kind of put your finger in between the vice of some external conflict. We do tend to do that. Um, I think VC20 has to make at least one attempt to diplomatize. Yeah. Um, since we plan on stealing from the Empire, we don't really have any immediate business with them. Um, how, how should I put this to that? If you'd like to speak for a moment, I believe we can avoid further casualties. We really have no business with one another that needs to get in the way. Interesting. Okay. So I think I'm going to grade this fairly hard. I'm going to add one difficulty because, you know... Man he, just died. He, well, one difficulty because a man just died, and two difficulties because, like, you are in combat. Give me either charm or leadership, VC20. Beep. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so with four successes... VC-20 calls out into the jungle gloaming at these men brandishing weapons. And um, I'll, sort of, I'll sort of use up the next guy's turn to have this discussion because I think it, it, it's worth, bearing, worth playing out. Um, he jogs up as the, there's like a momentary break in the fire and the shouting. And he runs up and he says, what do you mean, droid? What are you talking about? He's clearly confused. He, it doesn't seem like they know who you guys are. Um, how, how can we be useful to each other? How can we be useful to each other? One of the other ones, as as is before you get a chance to answer VC twenty. One of the other ones shouts, "They're Jedi's fifteen. Don't listen to them." And the one who was who first started talking says, "This one's a droid. Shut your mouth." Tammet leans over VC twenty and he whispers in ear. He says, "They're clones." more trade federation cloning nonsense we don't have uh, b13 with us right no you don't okay i think he's tired of adventure for now understandable but also 
not understandable. Adventure is the best. <laughs> well, like he wanted and no shade on Kiyama, but he wanted to be with the Jedi's who could teach him how to Jedi harder. Nope, that's that's valid. That's she'd just probably get him killed. So Yeah, I'm trying to think of um what I could say to them. Mm-hmm. Since they do seem to have some kind of standing order to attack Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um let's uh let's do this then. Um VC twenty has kind of realized that he's in a maybe a situation where he can do a little bargaining where it always helps to you know understand uh what the other side wants why don't you why don't you give me a vigilance get a shot at like puzzling together what these guys might be doing all right yeah i don't have any particular insight into their motives outside of you know what you've seen so far uh you can i'll rule that you can make one uh one more skill check as sort of part of this conversation and uh after that you know things might resume um yeah i guess the uh point that i would like to get across to them is that we are not here to interfere with any trade federation business and that it seems like it would be best for everyone if instead of fighting you let us pass because that way well we get to pass and you guys don't have to fight a jedi okay like us oh yeah, Some number of Jedis. <laughs> a number of Jedi. So then I think what I will ask for is... I think that that will be a negotiation test. Okay. Is that ready? Mm-hmm. That's all ready. Okay. Not as spectacular as your <laughs> first leadership role. Uh, but still quite good. Uh, and the the first one who, who spoke kind of puts his gun down. He says... Who you? Who are you here for? If not, if not the Trade Federation, he looks a little. He looks genuinely confused. We're hunting rancors. Um, they, they, they all start laughing. <laughs> uh, what would we be here for besides Empire? Since, if I remember correctly, the Trade Federation and the Empire did have something going on, right? Yeah, I mean, the third leg of that of that tripod would be the huts you were looking to position yourself against someone, it could be them. On the other hand, there have been a couple of offhand allusions uh, when you were at the Jedi Temple to the Trade Empire and the or, uh, the the Trade Federation and the Empire killing each other. So who knows how stable or you know, still in existence their alliance is? Um, I guess I will tell him. They don't. He does not know that I'm a senator. No, they don't seem to recognize you at all. That's fine. Um. I'm a member of the Galactic Senate. We need to negotiate with them regarding the release of materials. I, I understand that you have an arrangement with them of some sort, but this should not interfere with your arrangement. They seem a little baffled by that. Realizes that it kind of shrugs. He says, I mean, uh, it sounds like it's over my head. Hope nobody was hurt. He looks a little kind of bashful or like a little embarrassed, honestly. He says, uh, did... Do you need to get to their camp? Did we? Yes. Kiyama says just she is standing menacing. She still has her lightsaber out and everything ready for this to go south. So, but she says, yes, we do. And they're expecting two Jedi and a member of the Galactic Senate. He, he's sounding more like confused all the time. The Jedi are the bodyguards for the senator. Okay. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> That is the first outright lie that I think 
has this happened? Is it no. DC twenty will try to shoot like a <laughs> glare of mild disapproval. Is it a lie or is it a slight twist of the truth? I, mean, I guess that. to be fair, That's I like also lied, but don't give me that. Release story. of materials is a really um, weaselly way of seeing theft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eshka, yeah, give me a deception, please. Oh God! Remember, you have a light side point. Yeah, let's upgrade one to a yellow. Hey, hey, so that is a triumph and a success. And some threat. Yes, I am going to use that threat to charge you a strain because you are lying to five heavily armed men <laughs> and perhaps toppling VC-20's carefully constructed tower of diplomacy. <laughs> She's trying to help. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she has helped, um, but it's stressful to help nevertheless. So the, the guy who's been talking shrugs, uh, puts his shock baton back onto his belt, and he says, makes enough sense to me, I guess. Come on, let's go. And without much more in the way of grumbling, several more cloned soldiers come down uh, like out of the trees and out of the underbrush uh, assembling in front of you, and they start walking off in this... Uh, northeasterly or uh, northwesterly direction got to kind of flip the map around somewhat and i think that that is where we will end for tonight yay yay <clears throat> yay they got over us chopping their buddy in half pretty quickly they did maybe they didn't like him i mean i guess maybe that's what it's like if you're all clones of obi-wan kenobi that's exactly well they're not clones of obi-wan kenobi oh uh, okay they are clones of someone different. They just, that's what that uh, perception role was about. They all look identical. Ah. They were talking to each other by numbers. Mm hmm. Mm. Uh, Trade Federation clones have a super low value on life, which makes this negotiation less penalized, but it also makes their morale almost unbreakable because they mostly don't care about numbers. So it's a give and a take. Dang. Uh, yeah. This is a super good session. I am glad that we are. I'm glad that we're back on this. And it's super interesting that you guys are not going to sneak in any longer, but are just going to be ushered in. I know. I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. I'm really. Um, I just want to know what you all think sneaking is if it's not uh, doing exactly what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all filing off into the jungle, giving each other nervous looks. And then next, you know, next time we'll open up with. Uh, the the five of you walking into like some big industrial looking gates into the imperial <laughs> encampment. Yep. Um, Victoria, can you hit us with that exit script? Yes, I can. As always, we've been glad to have you. If you enjoyed it, tell some friends. We're on Twitter at Space Battles Pod, and you can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most platforms where podcasts are found. Thank you. The senator then goes on to um, explain that you hear about 
25% of the <clears throat> space German sperman. No, we're going to stick with space German in this case. <laughs> Are we though? Sperman. Listen, you said it. You brought Sperman into this podcast. You did bring Sperman into this podcast. Good job, Brian. You played yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, joking there about me bringing Sperman. Um, anyway. <laughs> In any, in any case, 